Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. It's the Midday Show here on KEXP 90.3 FM. We're streaming all around the world at KEXP.org. And I'm talking to you from the live room. We have Mia Folek live on KEXP. I'm so excited to have you here. And she put out an amazing record this past October called Premonitions. And you're going to hear some of it. And she's playing Barboza tonight with Barry. And are we ready with some songs?
90.3 FM. You're listening to Mia Folic live on KEXP. Abby, and you're listening to the Midday Show live on KEXP. It's Mia Folick. It's sounding so great. I love this. And she's put out a couple EPs, Strange Darling, Give It To Me, and this past October, Premonitions. And I'm a huge fan. I'm really excited that you're here. And how are you doing? Great. Um, I was just saying um, that this is our first live radio band session ever really so i'm very excited to be here excited and, um, to be a part i feel of like it. i'm in good hands it sounds great 
Yay! It is. It's sounding amazing. And I just wanted to kind of dive into your journey um, from Strange Darling to Premonitions. Uh, how did you find yourself as a performer? Oh, God. I mean, just played a bunch of shows. I think when I made Strange, Dar Strange Darling, I hadn't played very many shows. I think I'd played like three or four shows in my life of my own music. And I made a very quiet and introverted EP that made sense for my bedroom. And then when I started playing live with the band, I realized I wanted something that felt more immediate and just a little bit vis more visceral and um, kind of a bit more dynamic through like the different emotions and a bit more extroverted. So that, that was kind of the, the journey. And when did you find that immediacy? I think it was pretty immediate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like once I started playing live, I realized, oh, okay, I, I, I want to have a show that isn't super cerebral and kind of shakes people up a little bit, um, isn't too abrasive, but I immediately was just like bored with quiet shows, though... I love going to quiet shows. Yeah. <laughs> I love going to just like really nice ambient shows. <laughs> not, yeah. um, not that I go out very much anymore, but <laughs> that's all that, good. Yeah, that, that was kind of my thinking process. And also I read that um, when you initially started school, you went for uh, acting and I was like, oh, theater majors, what's up? And, oh, you? Oh, what? yeah. I went for theater too. All right, and, all right. And psychology, who knows why? <laughs> <laughs> but I was just curious, like, um, when you were uh, starting with acting, when did you uh, gravitate towards music? Um, I, I always gravitated toward music as a kid. Um, I started taking voice lessons when I was nine, and I was always very into singing. Um, I just, for some reason, it never dawned on me that I could write my own music and play with a band and be part of that world. I was like a choir nerd and um, I, I think I enjoyed acting and singing equally, but in my very limited understanding of what you could do with voice, I, I was thinking like, okay, I can be a classical singer um, which is how I was being trained and do opera, which was never an option for me because I didn't practice enough. <laughs> um, and, um, or like teach or do musical theater. Like I, for some reason, it just didn't dawn on me that I could be in a band and I don't know why. It just didn't, I didn't have an example. I think if I had known, then I would have done that. But um, instead, I went to school studying um, musical theater and, and um, ended up dropping the theater part of it and just playing music eventually. Awesome. Ended up dropping the theater part, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when did you find your band? I read somewhere that it was maybe through some swiping. Was um, it? Is that yeah, true? There was some swiping involved. Uh, <laughs> so Bryant, who is playing bass right now, um, I... I, so I made Strange Darling very, like, I was thinking about this recently and kind of the, net, like, looking back on it, it's a crazy way to make an EP is that a friend told me, 
you should get Logic and learn how to use Logic. So I got Logic. I learned how to use Logic and I made a bunch of demos in my bedroom on Logic. And then uh, at a certain point, I just thought like, I want to record this live. This feels like something I should record in a studio. But I didn't know anybody. I wasn't in the music scene. So some guy I knew recommended this studio. I took one recommendation. I went to that studio. This guy, Mark Rains, um, has a studio in Echo Park. Um, I got basically just anybody's recommendation. I didn't really try people out, just like found a guitarist. The bass mm -hmm. player worked at the coffee shop that I went to every day. And so then I, so I made the Strange Darling EP and it's very much like whoever wants to play with me. And it turned out like to be the perfect people, but I would never do it that way again um, just because too much risk involved. But when it was done, I wanted to play it live and I wanted to get the right people, but I didn't really know very many musicians. And I realized like every musician in LA is on Tinder. Um, and for better or worse, for better or worse, <laughs> and, um, um, better for us there. because yeah, I put up a profile that just said like, my name is me. I'm looking for a band. Here's a link to my whatever. And Bryant saw it. Now this is the longest, uh, healthiest relationship I think any of us have been in. So. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Great use of an app, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it works better for band forming. We're actually on tour right now. Um, the band that's coming with uh, with us on tour called Barry from New York. I believe they found their bass player on Tinder as well. That's awesome. And it's not. Yeah, it's not an uncommon story. I think. I think it's you know how do you access people when there are thousands of people in your city and of you course. know some of them play music, but where are they? Indeed. Yeah, and yeah. then, but what's awesome is I feel with this record, Premonitions, that you just, you're so good at accessing people through this. I, I love this record because I feel like you build these situations that are so universal and that I can just quickly like inject myself into that situation mm -hmm. and also just feel validated. Like the, well, maybe the, that's because you're an actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was just saying like, I really connected with, um, I just feel a lot of people right now connect with that track dead body, like just with situations of trauma. And also there's, there's just that line where it's like that sunny disposition that you like and mm -hmm. I'm just like oh she nailed it <laughs> and uh, you know I, I just really resonate with that and you know were you when you were creating this record uh were you thinking I, I just really want these situations to resonate with others yeah I think there was um there was definitely an intention to make a record that felt um a bit more universal and like broader in scope than the other than my other two EPs which I think are a bit more personal to me not that this record isn't personal but I kind of intentionally opened things up um I wrote that song when this the, all the Weinstein stuff was happening and um I specifically, I was reading different articles and I specifically read this Lupita Nyong'o article that she wrote about her experience. Um, and I kind of based the song off that with kind of the intention of like, if I, Mia, 
write a song inspired by the words of Lupita, then it kind of automatically makes it more universal because it's two people's experience. It's mine and it's hers. And instead of just writing a song about my experience, somehow I felt like that opened the door for it to be more universal by like my, and, it, and it's very loosely based on, on the article, but like the line, um, you, you poured me Coke and vodka. I think, I, I'm pretty sure that's the drink that he poured for her and asked her to drink it and, you know, kind of demanded that she drink it. So, so anyway, I can't remember what the question was. Oh, oh you, yeah, you, so it is intentionally more universal. And uh, what, what do you like most? What, what did you learn most about yourself uh, making this record? Oh, God. Um, I think I learned what I want to do on my next record, <laughs> which is life. I just feel like I'm naturally like, okay, what's next? That's kind of my, that's my disposition. Um, and I think, but I do think, um, yeah, I think that's basically it. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of know what I want to do next. I, I know what I like about this record. Um, I do know that I really like to collaborate and that this is the first record that is kind of like a true collaboration um, between many people and, and, I, and I like that process a lot. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming in today. And um, I know you have a couple more songs with us, but hey, just everyone, let you know if you're in Seattle. Mia Folick is playing tonight at Barboza with Barry. And then also shout out to my Midwest homies in St. Paul, Minnesota. And they're playing the Turf Club on February 22nd. And uh, Mia has a couple more songs for us. I'll let you take it away.
Mia Tholik live on KEXP 90.3 FM. Make sure to catch them tonight at Barboza playing with Barry. And you have one more song for us? Yeah, 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 yeah. The song's called Thingamajig.
Mia Folick live on KEXP. Amazing, incredible. Thank you all for coming in today. Mia's gonna be playing tonight at Barboza with Barry and then traveling to the Midwest to play the Turf Club in St. Paul, Minnesota on the 22nd. And please check out her amazing album, Premonitions. It's a beautiful record and also those EPs too, Strange Darling and Give It To Me. I'm a big fan, as you can tell. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's been Mia Folick here on the Midday Show on KEXP 90.3. Oh, and a quick thank you to our video team. I, we have Jim, Justin, Scott, and Niffer on photos, Kevin, Matt, Mandy, Elaine. Thank you guys all for making these in-studios possible. And we couldn't do it without you, our listeners. Thank you so much for your support. It's KEXP 90.3 FM.